When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the new and pre-owned Renault, Dacia and Opel range. And a car finance specialist on site to arrange a finance package that suits your budget. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome, welcome to Late Lunch on this, the longest day of the year. I was just thinking before coming on today, you know, it's not that long ago we were saying, oh, there's a grand stretch in the evening, isn't there? (laughs) And look where we are now at the longest day. And it will stay long for a few days, but then inevitably we have to be aware that the light returns, uh, goes back, should I say, and retreats. But that's the the turning of this world. That's year in, year out for sure. Welcome to the show this Monday afternoon. Coming up today, well, my artists of the week, they're at the uh, forefront of the new wave in the world in late 70s into the early 80s from New York City. I'll tell you who they are a little bit later on. Stacey McDowell is with us. She's operations manager at Trimora Leisure. And uh, she's talking about all abilities, employing people of all abilities. We're going to hear that story a little bit later on on the show. Uh, Yisha Jalali is with us, our Leaving Cert student. I think she's finished the exams at this stage, so she must be just in exuberant mood all altogether. And we're uh, featuring her in our COVID Through the Generation series. Patricia Cortez Ortiz, the ambassador of Colombia to Ireland, is joining me on the show after two o'clock. If you want to join in, don't forget the usual numbers. 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text me to the show. 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. June 21st. The sun rises. It rose today at 4.57. And it'll set tonight at 21.57. That's almost 10pm tonight. And nearly 17 hours of daylight from start to finish. Isn't it marvellous? And when you reflect on the shortest day, just the contrast for you today, it rises at 8.40, 20 to 9 in the morning, instead of 4.57, 5am. And it sets at 10 past 4 on the shortest day, rather than 10 o'clock at night. That's some difference, isn't it? It's only over seven hours of daylight in the shortest day, almost 17 hours today. It's a big, big difference. And of course, all of that affects us as human beings and our mood and the way we feel, etc. And, you know, when you think of the longest day, I'm sure people have been to work at Cock Road this morning. They'll be able to work till the last ray of light this evening. Children can play ad infinitum all day and out and about generally in the good weather. And it's a real upbeat time, isn't it? It is, it is for sure. But, you know, there's a deeper meaning to today. And we're going to talk about it for the next while to the founder of Green Tara College in County Meath. She's a teacher, a teacher of many strings and many strings to her bow of Reiki, shamanism, Indian head massage, etc. And she hosts workshops and groups from all over the world especially in the field of Celtic spirituality. I'm delighted to say hello today, on this special day, to Magella Fagan. How are you, Magella? How are you doing? You're well. I <laughs> am great. And you're very good too. I just get that. This day is affecting oh us all. Oh my goodness. It's my favourite day of the year. I just love it. All oh, that sunlight for so long. Mm. And we're blessed this great, great sun. Yes. And and just talk to me, like, as I said to you, we look at it like in terms of the length and day from yes. uh, sunrise to sunset. But this deeper, what, talk to me about this deeper meaning of this particular day and time, Magella. Sure. So 
as we just said, it's the day when the sun travels its longest path through the sky and it's the highest point in the solar year. So it stands still in the sky for a number of days, usually around the 19th, the 20th, the 21st. And remember, you know, so the sun, or Gion in Gaelic, is its highest at Magella, we're just losing you there. The signal is coming and going. I'm going to get Louise to ring you back, or maybe you could go to a different spot there to see if we can pick up the signal. Are you, we're losing you, coming and going. Okay. Have you, have you, have you a brighter spot in the house you can move to there now without letting you go, or will we come yeah, back to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try how's that? That's a little better. Yeah, come back to that again. Talk to me about the sun in the sky. Go on. Yeah, so the sun is at its highest point in the sky. So that means we get those extra hours of daylight and the shorter hours of um, dark, which is, which, which is what is so important about it. So all over the world, ancient, our ancestors would have celebrated this ceremony. They would have celebrated this time. And if you think about it, Jerry, like they didn't have mobile phones. They didn't have calendars. They didn't have the Internet. They had nothing to map the process of the seasons. So... The, our ancients, our ancient people, our ancestors used the sun to map the seasons. Mm. So in the Celtic tradition, we have eight particular times of years, which are, you know, the equal day and equal night at the equinox. And as you said, we have the longest day and the shortest day, the shortest day being in December. And then they would have also mapped the beginning of spring, which is like the 1st of February, which is Imbog for us, and the 1st of May, where we celebrate Beltane. So they, on this day, what was really important about this day is that everything is in its bloom. All the flowers are out, all the trees are out, all the plants are growing, the hay is getting ready to be harvested, and it's a great day for celebration. But we know... That's when the sun starts moving again. It starts tilting now the other way. So we're preparing for going into the other half of the year. So it's a great day for celebration. It's a great day for ceremony. And of course, what does celebration do? Is that my cousin, she's getting married next weekend. And what does they do? We'll have a gathering. The community comes together. We share food. We um, sing. We dance. We have poems and people have an opportunity to connect with nature from the ancient and um, bringing back the, some of the ancient ways and recognizing this connection to the land and coming to communities. So we're lucky here in Meath, as you know, we have the amazing Boyne Valley. I always call it the Sacred Valley. So there'll be loads of people up in Tara today. There'll be people down in Selena Kayak in Loch Crew, and all over the country in different places celebrating today, coming together in families, coming together in community and giving thanks, but especially connecting back in with nature. So the next ceremony then after this that, that we would look at in our calendar is then in the harvest at Lunasa, the 1st of August. And this is when people would have cut the hay brought all the harvest in, brought in all the spuds, brought in everything that was needed for the winter. And then on the 1st of August, we would celebrate, have a party, give ceremony and give thanks. Mm. And then you would next have your equal day and equal night in um, in the 21st of September. Yes. And the sun... So what they did was they aligned their ancient temples as well, these sacred places with the sun, so like we see in December that the sun shines into Newgrange, which is famous all over the world. So and that would bring a lovely energy there as well. So it was a place where they came for their celebrations. When last night or today did it happen? So it would be right at sunrise. So there's um, there's a couple of places around here, not too far from here. We have Townley Hall. Okay. So at Townley Hall, just between Slane and Drogheda, if you're driving from Slane over. On the left-hand side of the road there, just before Townley, on, on part of their land, there is a little burial mound, a little ancient temple. And you can actually park your field in and there's a little gate, your car at the road and there's a little gateway in. Now, the roof of the burial mound is gone, but you can still see the st- beautiful standing stones and the pathway down the temple. So on at sunrise, the sun shines right onto the back stone there in Townley. Okay. And it's a beautiful, just really, really beautiful um, place to be. 
We also then have Tala Hill. Um, now the mound, all that remains of the mound is just the stones on the ground, but it's a really high point as well because from that place you can see Selena Kayak, which is, is our crew. Mm. You can see Tara, you can see Clogta, you can see right over your Dublin mountain. So people would have lit fires as well. So before the sunrise, people would have lit fires that burnt the night and it was connecting um, together that way. And, and you know, you mentioned there all we have today in terms of advancements in the world and especially in the technological area and uh, the connectivity. Mm. How important mm. is it, you know, to remind ourselves of who and what we really are? You know, um, I think for me, it's the most important thing because we're always struggling to know who we really are. So one of, if you look at um, mental health uh in the last number of years, RTE had a program there last year about taking people suffering with mental health conditions and bringing them out into nature. Just bringing them one day a week to the Dublin mountains out in a park. And they did a scientific study. And through just walking in nature, through connecting again with the land, through being out in that energy, those people statistically had a major improvement in their mental health. So now we see, like, you know, in communities where where we're living in concrete jungles, they're bringing in chickens. You know, we know that hens, chickens, are really good for our health. They're really calming. People really enjoy, but they bring a community spirit. So the connection with nature, we live with nature, we are part of nature. Our body is comes from, you know, it's the same structure. We go back into the earth. So it brings with it peace and joy. Like, if you go for a walk today, you're going to feel great. You know, I'm absolutely feeling great today because I love the sun. Now, if it was raining, I'd still feel all right, but I wouldn't feel as high, as happy, as buzzy. And I can get out there and I can have some sunshine and fun with people and celebrate. So this inner connection, our outer world, reflects our inner world. Mm. And we know just being by the rivers, by the water, helps our, ment- our mental well-being, our physical well-being and every everything else around us. So today, what do you say to people listening today? You know, how can people, you mentioned that there'd be people on the Hill of Tar, of course, at Loch Crew, yeah. New Grange, yeah. to, uh, you mentioned Townley Hall, the Tully Allen area there, as you said, all around the Boyne Valley and other places as well. You know, if people are listening to us today, what can you do in your own world if you can't get to these places to reconnect? Oh, absolutely, sure. Look at you can go out into any of the natural woods, go to the ocean, go to the mountain, even if you're stuck and you have a little balcony and you have a plant on your balcony or just sitting out in the sun. One of the things that we celebrate really strongly today is Lu, um, the ancient, you know, the, the Celtic name for the sun, the sun god. So just sitting there, allowing the sun just to come on your body, give you loads of vitamin D, which we all need at the mm. moment, which is really good for us. And just letting the sun and just feeling the breeze on your face and listening to the sounds of the birds and just connecting. So if that's where you're, where you are, you can still do it. If you have the opportunity to walk, to look at the trees, but when you walk, not to be on the phone. Yes. Not even listening to music, just look at the trees, look at the amazing flowers. I love wildflowers. You know, Mm. people go, oh, they're weeds. There's no such thing as weeds, like the little buttercups. You know, the bees love the buttercups. Just looking at the grass, looking at all that, and then just connecting, you know, finding, and if people have family, you know, playing with the children, with nature, you know, going into the, in walking along the ocean, splashing away, but it's very, very simple. It's not like rocket science. Yeah. We just have to bring our minds to it. Mm. And dump that technology. I'm with you all yes. the way there. You might yes. have it with you in case of an emergency. Put it on silence. Stick it in your yes. back pocket or your bag and forget about it. And just yes. absorb. You're so right. This wonderful world that we live in that is all around us. That, that is a, a, a great message to pass to people today. And the other thing is as well, doesn't this time and all the ones you mentioned, the different you know, marking points in the Celtic calendar year remind us of our fragility as human beings, that yes. this is transient, this life. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and that's part of it because, you know, we are so blessed in the world. We're all millionaires. 
who live in the West. We have running water, we have heat, we have choices we can make where I'll go over and do this and I'll go to do that today. We are absolutely abundant in everything compared to other parts of the world. And, you know, part of the traditions of these celebrations was to say, thank you, but please, you know, make sure that the, the blight doesn't kill all the potatoes, that the, the hay isn't, isn't ruined and then we'll have no food. So our fragility... Our, our need to survive is a lot of where all these ceremonies come from. And, you know, I had um, COVID really bad and I was in a hospital in Navan and they were amazing. But I, I, there was one day where I was not sure I was coming out. And I was so glad to have a practice, to have a spirituality where I connect, where I feel there's so much more to life than what we're told in the West. And I'm so grateful to be alive today and to be here celebrating it as well. God, that's fantastic that you are so, so ill and a message of hope to many, many people, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, that they're, even if you're touched by this or whatever, that they, you come through. And it's great to hear uh, that you did, Magella. Anyway, Thank you've you. given us lovely words of wisdom and wise words indeed on this longest day of the year to absorb and live and act out. I wish you well with all you do. And thank you for joining us on the longest day. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 That's Magella Fagan there. Isn't that a hell of a swing, Louise, in time of daylight hours? The amount of daylight hours between now, almost 17 hours, and the 21st December, just over seven hours. That's crazy, isn't it? It shows you, though, you know, we don't reflect on this as we, you know, rattle along with our busy lives, you know, but people find it more difficult, you know, from a mental health point of view in the winter time of the year. Easy to understand, isn't it, when you just reflect on that alone. It's not just the darkness as well, it's yeah, the cold. The and weather the, you know. and everything, you know. That's why it's such a beautiful time of the year, uh, of the year, this time of the year, to be enjoyed, for sure. But uh, It's seldom you mention it. Do you yeah, know, like yeah. you're mentioning it today because mm. it is the longest mm. day, but you don't really see a lot of people this time of year going, oh, it's great, the big stretch. Like when it gets to it, whereas the shortest day, people are always going always to it. yeah because that's because you see we're miserable with it and yeah. we want it to be over. We want to get back to this day and that will be. A, and remember, in the southern hemisphere today is their the shortest. shortest day. So we think of them today. You know, we're on the other side of this, and it'll be reversed when we come to our shortest day as well. But I was just looking at the longest day. You know, there's a book called The Longest Day. It was written in 1959 by Cornelius Ryan, and it sold 10 million copies. Oh, what's it about? Nothing to well, do. I know the longest day, but... Yeah, it, it was a book about the, the Normandy landings in World War Two, you know, and all that went on there. And then it was followed by a movie in 1962 called The Longest Day as well. And what a movie, Louise, that was. You know, there was a series of, of course, of wartime movies. It was based around the book, of course, about the D-Day landings on the 6th of June, 1944. But when you think of the line-up in that movie, John Wayne... No Robert way. Mitchum, Sean Connery, Henry Fonda, Richard Burton, Kenneth Moore. You're talking about a who's who Stellar, yeah. of great actors were in that movie. It was nominated for five Academy Awards, The Longest Day, and it won two. It was nominated as Best Picture, didn't win it, but it won two for cinematography and special effects. Ain't surprised. I've seen that movie. It's a hell of a... And the plot is around the D-Day landings in, in Normandy. And you know Rotten Tomatoes, they rate movies. You know, the mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, it's considered the definitive, you know, rating of a movie. 87%. That's great. Like, I mean, that's a hell of a rating for the movie. And uh, what was I looking at? It cost seven and a half million dollars to make in 62. And it took 50 million at the box office. I wonder how much uh, the actors got, each of them. I know the way these yeah, days it's yeah, mad I, money. I'd say they were paid well enough. You know, when you're talking about those lads mm. there, they were the creme de la creme in that movie for sure. It was a, a very good movie, The Longest Day. I'm sure uh, some listeners today have seen that movie in its time as regarded as an epic war movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I wonder, you know, back then, compared to, oh, well, look at the money they get today. Yeah. Wow. It's just out of this world. You make one good movie. and tired. Yeah. <laughs> quit, quit for good. It's almost like being a Premiership footballer. The same thing, you know, uh, uh, winning, a, being signed by a Premier League team. You, 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 no, you didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm no. not even going to ask you this. You didn't. <laughs> she no. didn't. And you don't know what I'm going to guess the Something question. Something to do with football. Mm. Or golf. Yes. Hey. Yay. <laughs> How did, and I, you're very cute now. You're on the ball. Yes, you wouldn't have stayed up till the early hours of the morning to watch the US Open, would you? No. 
Anyway, John Ram won it, the uh, Spanish golfer. And it was a great story, Louise, because uh, the last tournament he played, he was six shots ahead and he had to withdraw because he had COVID. Oh. And they came out and told him on the course. It was really shocking. Like They didn't even allow him to come in after his round. Somebody went down to him and talked to him as he came off the 18th green. He had to withdraw from the tournament and he was six shots ahead. He would have won it. Anyway, he had to isolate, la, la, la. He's only back in operation five days before the US Open, which is a major, one of the big majors for them in the year. And he won it last night. He won it in the early hours. I was delighted for him. But anyway, big story. John Ram following in the footsteps of Severiano Ballesteros and Alatabal and all of the rest of them. Sergio Garcia as well. Congratulations to him. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Now, let me context uh, my next conversation. Back on uh, April 13th, here on Late Lunch, I had a lovely chat with Liam Irwin, who'd been on a trip, a huge trip, uh, around the world. And one of the countries he visited was Colombia. And we talked quite a bit about Colombia in the course of the interview especially. And I did say that my impression of Colombia was that it would be a dangerous place to visit. Uh, and Liam was adamant that the people were lovely and he had no issues. And following on from that, I had contact from the embassy in Dublin, the embassy of Colombia. And I'm delighted to say, and I'm privileged to say, I'm joined by the ambassador of Colombia to Ireland, Patricia Cortez. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Jerry. How are you doing today? I'm really good. And thank you indeed for joining me on the show. Now, I will say that I was quick to point out when I was talking to Liam, you know, that was just an impression I had and others may have. And you want to talk to me today to tell the Irish people about Colombia, that there's been a huge transformation in the country over the last 25 years or so. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jerry, for this invitation to the late lunch. It's, it's really great to have this opportunity. I think, as Liam uh, mentioned, and, and uh, how not only lovely people, but how great time he had in Colombia. And I take the opportunity of, of this question of the transformation of, of the country. As, as actually you mentioned, and we're the 25 years, last 25 years, Colombia has been transformed from all point of views, from the economic point of view, Colombia is actually the third largest recipient of investment uh, at the world level in, in Latin America and the Caribbean. We have been fi- uh, working very strongly to move out you know, from poverty to decrease the poverty levels in, in the country. We have a, economy, a solid uh, economic, macroeconomic, uh, you know, outlook. And as well, we are implementing a peace agreement. Colombia, we have had issues, of course, in the past. We, we still have some challenges. But just one example, let's say, in terms of transformation, actually, Colombia became a member of the OECD, like Ireland. It is a, a group of countries, actually, with best practices around the world. And uh, just, I think the best example on, on this transformation is perhaps the city of Medellin, which in the late 80s or early 90s was unfortunately even mentioned or recognized as the most dangerous city. And in the 2013 was recognized by the most innovative city in the world. Medellin has been actually is a hub of investment in, in Colombia. And uh, you know that the second airline in Colombia is actually owned by an Irish, uh, Irish firm, and they are based near Medellin. And they've been actually been like a, not only a testimony of this flourishness of, I don't know if that word exists, but, the, you know, how this improvement of, mm. of Medellin and how it's not only of the people, but the opportunities, the talent and the quality of, uh, of people and opportunities that we are. So this is, I, I just want to mention that couple of things in terms of our transformation. Again, one thing that really recognizes us as Colombian is resilience. We have to be resilient because we have faced many challenges and we are moving ahead. And yes. I think in that part, we, we are really kind of even similar to, to the Irish people. No, and, and I, I have uh, done a lot more uh, reading myself and looking into this uh, since uh, we've you've been in touch with us. One thing I would say to you that our department still says to avoid non-essential travel and that the security situation is volatile. What do you say to that when that's the official government line here? Yeah, I think the non-essential travel actually applies to, I mean, it's a, it's a recommendation of the Irish governments in, in general in terms of traveling, as, as yes. we have seen, the non-essential one. And in terms of the volatile situation, I think 
since I arrived here three years ago, of course, we, we one of the things that we have noticed is this narrative about Colombia, about the violent and, and dangerous country. We, we again, we are much more than that. Um, we recognize, imagine a country, 50 million inhabitants, vibrant cities, but as well, we have some regions in Colombia, like perhaps, you know, like not necessarily the, the one most connected to the big city then in which you know, conflict, violence, and unfortunately some, you know, like criminal presence has been there and we've been completely committed to be working on that. But yeah. most of the time, this is what attracts into, for example, attention in the media and so mm, on. Mm. But what I can tell you, we are 200 years democracy. We are a rule of law country, country with independent institutions in which democracy and of course the role of uh, human rights is, is, is key. So, this is this is what I guess we have to say. You, your embassy actually was open as well recently, and we actually work very strongly in opening up all these type of opportunities for both of us, for Ireland and for yes. And, and and you know, I know recently there was a, a proposed tax reform, and and I have to say to the government, people protested, and the government listed, and it's been uh, put aside. The the issues have continued. There's been blockades, but really, the people who are carrying out blockades are really only hurting themselves and the country you know like these blockades are just doing nothing because the the uh, the initial protests on the tax reform have been successful well uh, jerry i think you are right in, in exactly in pointing out like you know this uh, this uh, this this um, impact of this type of blockades when we come to protests there's been protests in colombia i think in the context in generally speaking around the world I think COVID, of course, have impact us. Yes. Latin America has, has a very strong impact, the COVID, in, in terms of not only on health, and, but as well on the economy. That's why the tax reform that you mentioned was presented by government. It was quickly like uh, taken out of Congress. Of course, there was a voice, in particular the voice of the young people that are not only tired, are not only, you know, economy affected, but as well on the COVID, but as well tired of lockdowns. I think this is something that is not new in any countries in, in, in Colombia. Most of the protest has been peaceful and we protect the peaceful, the, of course, and we not only recognize, we respect those, but unfortunately so has been violence and in violence they have been using this blockade that doesn't have make sense. I, I, just for example, an example, uh, you know, a company that is an Irish company, Smurfit Kappa, they actually, they are based in 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 Cali, and uh, they provide actually more than 700 uh, jobs. And yeah. through those programs, they benefit more than 800 people. And at some point, they were not able even to go to work for 23 days, imagine, because of blockades. Mm. But I think at this moment, we we I think the, we, the, what we are doing is, of course, to open a dialogue, to be, again, respecting the Pacific protests, to reject all type of violence, and to listen to the people, in particular the youth. Mm. I think for us, consensus, this dialogue, national dialogue, regional dialogue is key. And the youth, we are listening. Why? Because we know that so many people in the streets were young people. And uh, we launched actually three specific programs. One that is actually free education, free higher education for this semester and next semester to 95% of, of the students who actually are applying for universities or third level education. We provide are providing a program for um, easy access to housing. We have a strong policy on housing. So there is one particular one, 18 to 28 years to facilitate uh, this access in terms of financial and, and you know, some incentives. And as well, we are providing incentives to the big companies in a way that they hire more the young people. Mm. So this is, you know, this is exactly what we are doing, listening, dialoguing, but understanding, like, as you mentioned, those blockades, that they don't make sense. Mm. And I think at, at this moment, we are really moving ahead on, on, on that, um, that. That is good to hear. Yeah, because I like when you read into it, those blockades are hurting. And, you know, um, I, I welcome what you say there, uh, the reforms that are happening as we speak. You're a beautiful country. And of course, you are uh, in South America, close to Brazil. And we hear about, you know, the destruction of the Amazon. What about Colombia and the, the protection of the environment and biodiversity there? How committed? it is the government and the people to you know doing it 
Yeah, well, Colombia, let me share with you, is actually the most biodiverse country per square meter. We are the, the first in species on actually on orchids. We have more than 2,000 birds species. And this biodiversity, even though it's, it's a gift, for, of course, for us for, for, as, as a country, we are completely responsible. And we are very aware of what means in terms of responsibility. We are committed in the fighting climate change, working to in, in, in implementation, of course, on the SDGs is cross-cutting in our national development plan. We are currently, we are actually moving very, very fast in an energy transition. In Colombia, our energy matrix is quite clean, it's basically hydro, but in the last four years, we have been jumping on the trans energy transition to solar and wind energy. Reforestation is key in Colombia. Uh, again, the company, the Irish company is Morphic Kappa. One of the programs with the huge social responsibility is exactly on, on reforestation. And on the Amazon, we have this go the pre government of President Duque actually launched uh, an initiative named uh, the Pacto de Leticia. Leticia is a, is a, is a town that in which is a border of Colombia, uh, Brazil, and Peru. Mm. And then we, we are leading with the Amazonian countries this initiative at the multilateral level in terms of uh, sustainable cooperation, how to protect. So uh, this is, again, our commitment is, 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 is huge. We are, we are we, we committed actually to reduce our emission by 2030, by 50%, and uh, also to be on carbon neutral. Mm. And of course, if I if I can talk about the beauty on the on the diversity of Colombia in this question, I may take this opportunity as well. Yes, I don't know if you if I can go on on that. Yep, go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, ju just to share with you that uh, that Colombia is kind of again this this diversity is not only great in, in terms of the geographical aspect, but as, as well, how impact our culture and all, all the, you know, all our expressions. For example, in Colombia, if you go that, first of all, I want to invite you, of course, and, and to, to be able to go to Colombia and to enjoy, people can enjoy the, you know, this Colombian Caribbean that is not only sun and sea, but is all these birds species and culture about Afro-Colombian population. Also, the Colombian Pacific flavors of forest and sea, the Western Colombian Andes, in which you got the mountains of coffee and flowers, and are also our most vibrant cities, the Eastern of the Andes, which are these valleys, and the Amazon and Orinoco, which is actually rainforest and plains. So, this is kind of everything someone that goes, any person that goes to Colombia can actually find in kind of one of 50 million inhabitants. So, it's, it's really this opportunity. Yes, it's a, look, it, it is a beautiful country. And of course, we know you for your football as well here in Ireland. You know, we're football mad and we remember Colombia and the World Cups and how well they did and the wonderful football they play. So you better throw sport in there with your gastrono uh, gastronomy, music, uh, the beautiful scenery and everything else with it. So you're a multi-rich multi country in every aspect. Yes, undoubtedly, multi-rich. And again, I think this diversity uh, impacts us in every expression, not only on culture, music, but again, of a sport. I think you still remember Gita. You remember this spider, the goalkeeper that I, I was back in the 90s. Yes, yes. Yes, amazing. And, uh, and at that time was El Pibeba de Rama, very famous for his, uh, for his, his hairstyle. But now also we have... Uh, um, Hamis, which is actually at the Everton, and is 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 you know those just a name, but uh, in terms of the sporting, I, I guess you heard that the Colombian Egan Bernal he won recently the Giro d'Italia, and two years ago he won the Tour of France. So we are you know vibrant. I think this is sports, and it's, it's really great to see in all their faces like the representation of what Colombia yes. is. Yes, yes. Oh, the we'll, way we celebrate, yeah. We'll never forget Rene Higuita's incredible scorpion kick, eh, for sure. It <laughs> will forever yeah. live in, in the memory. Look, it's been great to talk to you today, and you know, every country has its challenges. This country, every other country, 
country. Uh, but uh, look, it's great to hear the positive side and what Colombia has to offer and the growing relationship between Colombia and Ireland and many, many more countries in the world. I thank you for joining me on the show today, Ambassador Patricia Cortez. Okay, Jerry, thank you so much for the invitation and looking forward to host you there in Colombia. God, wouldn't that be just a dream come through. Thank you indeed for the invitation, <laughs> Ambassador. All Take right. care of yourself. Bye-bye okay. now. Bye-bye. Right. Bye then. Take care. Isn't she lovely? Yes, Patricia Cortez. Many challenges in Colombia and I'll come back to the point as well that I said, you know, years ago and the difficulties they've had with uh, the drug trade. But the drug trade, you must remember, is fueled by demand. And that demand comes from modern Western societies, primarily in this neck of the woods. If there were no demand or little demand, well, the backside would fall out of it, that's for sure. But uh, good to hear from the ambassador on late lunch this afternoon. They may delist that song, Love is in the Air by Neil Diamond. It's all over this year. No list to Varna again this year. I'd say hearts are broken up and down the country among list to Varna fans. But there you are. You'll have to put your love on hold for another year. <laughs> That's to meet person to person. Now, look, at it. it's one of those things, isn't it? Louise, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot here again. You love when I put you again. on the spot, don't you? Again, again, <laughs> again. And again, and again. You won't remember this, I'm sure, but with the good weather and the heat, like the intensity of the sun at the minute, you know, it is hot. It was lovely yesterday Gorgeous and again yesterday. today. Do you ever remember people putting covers on their front doors of their houses? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> like a cosy almost, like. The teapot. <laughs> what do I mean, folks? Anybody out there? Does this ring a bell with anybody? I was just thinking about it yesterday. I remember when I was growing up in the summertime, people would put these covers on their front doors. For what reason, you ask? To prevent the paint bubbling in the sun. All right. Or uh, being, like a sheet. Or, or the tear. Yes, it was. I can still see it. I, it's vague in my memory, but maybe somebody will help me today that's listening. They were colourful covers that came out in the summertime and people put them on their doors. They were stripey, you know, long stripes from top to bottom, colourful. You know, like a deck chair. Yeah, yeah. You know, the material in a deck mm. chair and the colour of that. I'm nearly sure that's what I'm thinking about. And covers on the front doors in summertime. Anyone re- know what I'm talking about or have I lost the plot altogether? Is there heat resistant paint these days or something then? That it's, <clears> there must be. There must be. Or maybe, you see, people wouldn't have the money like the Celtic Tiger children and the children of the noughties and whatever to change their door every six months or <laughs> paint it every other year. Change the locks every yeah. six months. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. There would be no, there wasn't the money like, you know, to repaint doors when a door was done. People like to keep it for a few years. But I distinctly remember on the old North Road in Drogheda, a number of doors, not all, not all would have these covers on their doors real hot weather and of course the summers were warmer when we were young you know that yourself everybody thinks the summers were warmer no rain at all no rain sure it was sunshine back to back anyone remember what I'm talking about does anyone do it today I wouldn't think so I haven't seen it in years and years covers on your you know abroad you might see like they have a door and then there's like a screen in front of it yes well these these were cloth you know what I mean material covers that came out in the summer (laughs) taken off the bed at nine o'clock in the morning (laughs) no 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 no, no. (laughs) excuse me we weren't that broke (laughs) but uh, no they were covers bought specifically to cover up doors in summertime anyone recall what I'm talking about anybody out there help me today and back up what I'm saying 086-1800-658-086-1800-658 WhatsApp or text me to the show or you can call in on 1850-715-958 just to confirm that I haven't lost the plot on late lunch today front door covers they were a thing I promise you she's in there laughing at me thinking good god he (laughs) dreamt of this last night we need a few points I had no points last night I was watching the golf Come on, covers and front doors. Am I off the mark? Am I am I onto something? Am I remembering something from yesteryear? Let me know. Now, Miss Ferreter, I'm not losing the plot, am I? No, I'm not. Listen to this. Nancy O'Hare has been on from Navin to say, Jerry, I remember them well. The stripes going from the top of the door down to the bottom. You're dead right, says Nancy. Thanks for getting in touch today. There's another one there. Um, I remember them well, Jerry. The door covers with the holes cut out. Are you listening, Louise? <laughs> One for the keyhole and the other for the <laughs> letterbox. Wouldn't put them on the bed. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it must be special. This is a family must have show. Been special covers. 
Yes, they were. I was right. Um, uh, yeah, candy canopies, says Paula. Candy canopies, she calls them. Remember them well. They were uh, um, of the 70s, I think, she says. No, Jerry, you're not losing the plot. They were put on, says another listener, to stop the paint peeling on the doors. I knew there was a reason for it, Louise. Phyllis from Carolinstown. You're so right, Jerry, but I haven't seen them in years. Karen says she thinks she saw one recently on the Platten Road in Drogheda. And there's another one. <laughs> yes, Louise, you think they are the letterbox. The, 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 the gap for the letterbox and the cover and the keyhole as well. So there you are. Door covers were a thing that uh, were part and parcel of summertime in Ireland. Now we move on on late lunch and I'm delighted to welcome her back to the show. And, and, and I'm nearly sure she's finished at this stage. Yes, we've been following her for the last year or so. She's a Leaving Cert student at Dundalk Grammar School. I'm delighted to say hello again to Aisha Jalali. Hello, Aisha. Hi, Aisha. Hello. Is she, how are you doing? I have you there, Aisha. Great to talk to you again today. Are, are you finished? Are the exams over? Have you anything left? Uh, great to talk to you too. I have just one exam left out of the 10 I've been doing, um, which is Design and Communication Graphics, which is on a Thursday. Okay, and that's a doddle, is it? That's it, completely done. Um, <laughs> it's sort of, it's a nice subject to end on, I think, because it's, um, it's more a practical subject. You know, there's no real cramming or writing. You just need to do a few practice questions. You can play music in the background. It's sort of nice to prepare for. <laughs> That's my type of exam, Aisha. That's the one. It's my type of exam, too, <laughs> <laughs> If I could turn the clock back, that'd be me for sure. <laughs> well, well, how are you feeling now that you're virtually done? How was it for you? Oh, God, well, you know what? It was actually grand. I mean, I think certainly the build-up for exams is a lot worse than the actual undertaking. I think the first day is a bit of a a strange feeling. You're walking in and it, it just doesn't feel all as official as you were really expecting it to. You know, like you take a look around and you sort of realise for one or two seconds, oh, this is like my leaving cert. And then for the rest of the week, you just don't really think about it, you know? Mm. And did you opt for uh, a combination of uh, the methods of examination this year or just for written? Um, Yes, I opted for both the predicted grades and the written exams. I did all of my exam subjects um, within the past two weeks. So I'm actually, I'm glad to have done it, you know. It Mm. gives a sense of accomplishment, I think. Ah, yes, for sure. And to to get them under your belt and out of the way. So look, when this is finished this week, it's uh, forget about it for a time till the results (laughs) issue. I I take it you have your CAO and everything done. Do you mind me asking you, what's your plans beyond the exams? Where do you hope to? be or go um for college yes well i'm hoping to go to ucd for architecture that's sort of my number one cao um choice i suppose yeah yeah well best of luck to you and uh, i'm sure you've given it the best shot you can the die is cast now and let's see uh, what results bring your way now thank you we're doing a wee series here uh, called covid through the generations and we wanted to talk to you as a teenager in exam year this past year to 15 months and we've talked before about how things were for you but when when you sit back now as we emerge from this covid crisis um how restricted do you feel your life has been? Even though you're busy with exams and the study and it's the focal point of your year, do you feel deprived? Do you feel that you've lost out? I do, to be honest, Jerry. I know we've talked about this in the past and I've sort of said that, you know, the past sixth year has been sort of all right because I would have been locked in my room studying the whole time anyway. But it's just last year is a real kind of bitter feeling for me, you know, because I suppose fifth year, the summer before it, it's almost sort of like your last carefree year before really you have to start worrying about the leaving cert. And I was sort of looking forward into um, sort of, I guess, you know, starting that whole aspect of life, you know, trying out jobs, getting part-time work experience. You know, I never got any of that. I didn't really get to go out into the world or meet new people. And I mean, I know we've had the internet to kind of chat to our friends, but it's not really can't really replace the company of real life people you know what I mean mm. so despite being from the most well-learned tech generation in the history of the planet <laughs> there is still nothing you're saying to me to be human contact definitely not no nope. 
And that is such an important message from a young person like yourself. Uh, what did you? What have you missed most? If you if you were to say one thing in your life, and I know you're a theatre person, and there's so many aspects <laughs> to your life. What, what what one one real big miss for you? What would it be? Gosh, well, off the top of my head, I know it's very cheesy, but it's not so much missing my I Eminem, mean, um, meeting my friends that I miss. It's more just that carefree attitude of just you know impromptu meetups on the side of the street I don't really think even when I meet up with them over the summer now it's always going to be in the back of my mind the social distancing and everything I miss just kind of not having to worry about any of that when I meet people yeah yeah don't we all I don't know when it is well I gave my grandchildren a hug when I could meet them again of course and uh, my son and daughter and uh, people close to me but I know what you're saying you can't even shake a hand you know what I mean you can't yeah you know when somebody needs a hug or that we can't do it oh my god I just you've reminded me of so much that I've missed myself too was there anything could you say anything positive about the last 15 months um Well, I suppose lockdown and kind of having to stay within your local area, it did sort of give you an appreciation for your surroundings, you know, in a strange sort of way. And even within the households, it gives you sort of an appreciation that, okay, maybe these people that I live with aren't too bad. I hear, Um, have you a nad or is there something running on your phone there in the background, no? Uh, No, I don't think so. God, we are getting something in here in ad on ours, wherever that's coming. No, go on again. Come back to that point. It's gone there now. I don't know where that came from. It must be to do with the, the day that's in it, the longest day of the year. Just remind me again, <laughs> the, the, you know what I mean? The uh, Any positives? Um, yeah, well, I just said there, um, I guess sort of being stuck within your local region, it gives you a strange sort of appreciation for your surroundings. You know, even just within the household, it's sort of, helps you understand sometimes, okay, maybe these people that I live with aren't too bad. Mm, yeah, so there, there, there is something there you could pick out from it, but, but, but not a lot. How did you, you know, when you, when, you, when you say to me how much you missed and, uh, you know, you were denied in the last 15 months or, or, or more, how did you cope? How, how did you, you know, your exams, of course, I come back to that again, that's certainly a big focus for you. But outside of that, when you'd be socialising or meeting those friends or in contact, how did you get through? Well, I mean, the lockdown also sort of brought a sense of self-reflection and self-care. So I suppose if I was ever feeling particularly down on any of my free days, I would just sort of pamper myself as best as I could, you know. And um, what other way can a teenager really drown their sorrows other than just indulging in Netflix and the internet? <laughs> so you 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 enjoyed uh, movies and series and things like that, and that yeah, that, that... sort of guilty pleasure yeah. night in sort of cozy comfort things, you know. Good on you, and that's important. <laughs> Whatever gets you through, you do, and uh, that's uh, fantastic to hear. And um, what do you make of of Ireland, and especially you know how the government handled this crisis? What, what what's your view on that? You know, it's sort of a mixed bag, isn't it? Because I suppose when you really look at COVID, it's something completely unexpected. You know, it's not really something you could have prepared for. So I suppose with that in mind, we did sort of carry out lockdown quite well, I suppose. And Mm. I think the population did kind of adjust to it quite well at first, you know. Mm. Um, Like there haven't really been any major difficulties, I don't think. Like for me, certainly, and for all young people, I think we're a bit more focused on... um, the whole Department of Education, State Examination Commission aspect of the government at the moment. And um, I know I've kind of had my big rant days with you about that whole thing, but I think um, it all depends on how they process the exams now. But I think overall, they've actually done quite a good job with this whole predicted grades and examination Mm. option you know like mm. I think we're the only country to actually attempt that it was a really brave thing to do and I think it's worked out quite well in execution and you say there uh, we must credit the people you've alluded to it there that people and on your own what about your, your, your yourselves because really you know in this pandemic uh, we were told it is a disease that mostly affects people of a greater age and that young people it doesn't really you know when you reflect on that do you believe young people have pull their weight as well in terms of doing what they were asked to do? I think definitely for my um, age range of kind of 18 to 20 year olds, I think definitely we've pulled through with that, you know, because for us, it was sort of, especially this year, it was more just about, okay, 
can we all just behave a bit so this can go smoothly for us and then just mm. you know because of course we all have loved ones that we want to protect and as well as that there's this whole social aspect to the virus as well that you know if we actually sort of follow the rules we'll yeah, um, rewarded with a little bit more freedom, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, it's sort of a group effort, really. Yeah, and of course, everybody has relatives of an age and they have to be in the, in the thought as well. What about, you know, the vaccination programme is rolling out and really uh, now Ireland has uh, really stepped up to the mark, over 300,000 people being vaccinated each week. And we can see in the numbers in care homes and vulnerable people that it is working. What's the view from a, a teenager's point of view on vaccination? Mm-hmm. Well, you're definitely right about the vaccinations really rolling smoothly. That's another thing we can credit to sort of the government's mm. execution of this whole thing. The slow and steady did actually do really well for us. I think um, the young people perspective on vaccination is it's just a huge privilege to actually get the injection. Um, I mean, I know there is... A whole social aspect of it you know you want to get out back to bars and restaurants doing the whole young people thing but there's also um the sort of perspective of doing jobs you know getting work you know you need vaccinations for a lot of jobs these days and at the end of the day the big one is we all just want to know that we can get to college safely next year to get our vaccinations around september time so take it you'll be taking a vaccination when it's available yeah absolutely i think um i might be getting one soon just for my job at the moment okay but i think the general idea is that most of us will be getting the vaccine in september time i think mm. good and uh when you uh, think about september and college oh Aisha, you're heading into a new <laughs> world of freedom and nobody will say have your homework done did you get up out of bed in time were you at lectures it's all on your watch now what about that whole freedom and aspect of life what are you looking forward to Oh, God, well, let's just hope it really is freedom and not just college online in the bedroom. <laughs> yes, please, God. Yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah, I am so looking forward to that. You know, I mean, college is completely different from secondary school. I am really interested to see how this um, kind of next stage of my academic life progresses, really. Mm. Um, and of course, it'll be my first time living alone for an actual while. I'm definitely expecting a lot of homesickness. But I think I'll really enjoy the independence as well. Oh, listen, you're well set, let me tell listeners today. <laughs> no bother to you. But it, it is a big change and it's a defining moment in life. But the, you've heard again, going back to uh, our Minister for Education and that as well, and others saying that they expect colleges to be functioning. And uh, that is great news for there are some students who haven't even been to college yet ahead of you. You know what I mean? Who haven't met class colleagues or anything like that. It's been the bedroom and online, as you say. So uh, hopefully that will happen. One last question. One thing on your mind that you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to do that when, you know, I can. What, one thing, one thing. I know you're um, you're very keen on the stage and performing as well, but anything you'd just come to you that you would say, I can't wait to do that. Well, you know, you guessed right 100%. Did I? I can't wait to get back in that bloody Drogheda Arts <laughs> Centre and just actually do something on the stage, you know? <laughs> ah, there you go. I'm I can't wait for that, yeah. Ah, you see, I'm starting to know you a little more because we've spoken on a few <laughs> occasions through the year for sure. Listen, uh, I wish you well with the final exam. Success when the results uh, appear for you. And I, I know you're working at the moment with that as well and all that life holds. But we will be talking again, I'm sure. And thank you indeed for joining me once more today Aisha Jalali Thank you Jerry have a good summer everyone Take care of yourself bye 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 Thank you whoever you are who WhatsApped this in to me there is a door in Scarlet Street in Drogheda now let me tell you I'm looking at this picture and let me explain that's a little porch on the outside can Mm. you see that Louise and inside that is obviously a timber door inside the porch but the person has the cover on the inner door. Would that be your reading of the picture? Yeah, that'd be mine. Yeah. yeah. And it is the stripes, top to bottom, the the stripey uh, canvas cover on the door. Now, you must remember, in my day, mm. a porch was a car. <laughs> <laughs> it was a porch. And that was really, really expensive. A porch on your house. You're known at a bloody porch in those days. These were, you know, just front doors, 
out onto the street. No canopies either. No, with, no, no, with the covers on them. You know, maybe a, just a, a little ledge on top or something. But nothing, no, just a plain door covered up. That's what we're talking about. But whoever you are who sent us that picture, I'm very grateful that you took the wee snap and sent it to us. That uh, And it shows so that... it's still going on. There you are. There is somebody still using a door cover in Drogheda today to protect the front door. Mm. Anybody else with a door cover still? Harvey. I've never heard of one. Well, there you are. We've just got a picture of one. And anyone using a door cover still, those canvas door covers, if you have, you might WhatsApp us in a picture, 086-1800-658, or even text us and say, yeah, we're using one, or 1850-715-958, if you'd like to call in. There you go. You think things are gone all together and that. They'll be back in fashion. I'm telling <laughs> you, they'll be back in fashion now. Door like covers. Flares. There's somebody else. Jerry, I'm making gooseberry jam. Oh, you divil, you. I love gooseberry jam. I want a pot. Get in touch with me. I'll order a pot. I'll pay you for it. How much are you looking? Gooseberry jam, my number one. Late lunch, LMFM radio. We're heading to news, weather and sport at three. In the company of the wonderful Sam Smith. Stay with us on late lunch. Cheapers, listening to Michael there. If Cheltenham goes to five days, there'll be fellas who will go missing forever from Ireland. It's bad enough with four. If it went to a fifth, they'd probably never be seen again. Wow. Anyway, watch this space. Uh, if you're going into your back garden this, this evening or any day over the summer, don't forget the Back Garden Festival with Harvey Norman and JBL, your specialist in sound this summer. The perfect way to spend the summer day, evening, afternoon, whatever you want in your back garden with your festival favourites you can listen on the LMFM app or on lmfm.ie and uh, with a little interlude to come in the weather over the next couple of days it's looking like a really nice weekend again next weekend isn't it great it really is and thanks for your lovely uh, pictures and video you sent in to us on WhatsApp uh, and out connecting with nature and our surrounds and the countryside on this longest day of the year. I wish I was with you. She's just back from a walk. It's beautiful wherever you are there in the Kells area. Michael Clark's been on to say, Jerry, it was posh years ago to have your street door grained oak or mahogany. It was a highly skilled job and costly and the cover was to prevent the varnish from bubbling with the heat of the sun. Thanks indeed for that, Michael. Another message there. I'm still waiting to get into the EBS. <laughs> I think you were wrong number. Queuing to get into a financial institution. Good luck to you. Our good friend Connell McBride has been on. Hello, Connell. Wish you well this afternoon. He's working his shift on the Fort William to London overnight train and late lunch is getting him through. Hope you're doing well, Connell. Good to hear from you on the show this afternoon. Now, my artists of the week. Who are they? Christine and Debbie Harry hit the transforming music scene in New York in the late 60s. They met in 1973 when both were members of a group called the Stilettos and a romance blossomed. In July 74, the pair quit that band, forming a new one called Angel and the Snake. I take it Debbie was the angel. With Billy O'Connor and Fred Smith. But by October, they settled on the name Blondie. Guess where they got the name from? Truck drivers used to wolf whistle Debbie and shout her, Hey Blondie! And that's where they got the name from. Their debut album, bearing the band's name, was released in 1976, but it wasn't until the following year when they signed with Chrysalis Records in the UK and re-released that album that success beckoned. It was initially in Australia before they enjoyed success in this neck of the woods and the States. But it would be their second album in 1978 called Plastic Letters that broke Blondie eventually in the UK with the release of the first single, a cover of Randy and the Rainbow's 1963 hit. Yes, it was a cover version that got Blondie going in Ireland and the UK. And here it is. Heart of Glass from Blondie. You should just read me own notes. <laughs> the song that put them on the map was Denis, it was, yeah. It was a cover of Randy and the Rainbow's 1963 hit. Why didn't I read that, Louise? Like you should be wearing the door cover today, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the door cover. You're right. There'd have to be two openings, right? You'd have to have the leather box for your eyes. <laughs> 
and you can just imagine where the key opening should go if you're a cot short you know what I mean <laughs> it'd be a little different to the way the cover is on the front door you know what I I'm thought getting thought you were going to say that for your mouth <laughs> Not at all. You could talk. You could please. talk. You could talk through the material, <laughs> but you couldn't do. You know what? Through the material, there'd have to be a little opening there, or there'd be a pandemonium. To be honest with you. Anyway, yes, it was Denis that broke them really in this neck of the woods. That's my favourite song. Do you like Heart at Last? Do you like I Blondie? Love it. I love uh, yeah, Blondie. it was the first song that I really. I love from them but we continue the Blondie story in late lunch tomorrow and they have such an array of hit songs Louise yeah. my oh my and they had them all really in a, a short number of years but they're still going and Debbie Harry is still going strong she's the one constant who's been there from the very start there have been many incarnations but we'll pick up the story round about this time tomorrow on late lunch oh I will indeed happy birthday Figgy Curran born on the longest day of the year June 21st have a great day Figgy and your wife, your lovely wife, is thinking of you today and your daughter, Erin Bobby, and they say you're the best husband and best dad in the world. That comes in from Mina and uh, daughter Erin to you, Figgy, this afternoon. Have a great day on this longest day, the day of your birthday. Now, you do know we're supporting Pound the Pavements here on LMFM Radio, raising funds for the Loudmead branch of Down Syndrome Ireland. And you can still register to Pound the Pavements. All they're looking for you to do is walk around 21 kilometres between now and the end of June. You can register for €10 an individual, 20 for a family. More information on lmfm.ie or dsilmb.ie and Down Syndrome Ireland would be delighted for your support because funds are tight uh, they really are after the last year or more so pound the payments get out there and do your bit for them and with that in mind I'm joined now on late lunch by Stacey McDowell she's the operations manager at Trim or a Leisure hello Stacey Hi Gary, how are you? I'm really good and thank you for joining me today. And the reason you join me is that you have a wonderful young woman who I met on a number of occasions, Eleanor Murray, working with you. That is correct. And Eleanor, tell us about Eleanor. How long is she with you there at Aura? So Eleanor is working in Aura over nine years, Gary. She's with us since the 21st of May 2013, so she's with us a long time. So she's an experienced worker there now. And, you know, for a business today, taking on somebody who has additional needs, what do you say to anybody uh, about your experience with Eleanor and what she does there with you? Do you know what, Jerry? It's an absolute pleasure and extremely rewarding having Eleanor work in Aura. Um, to see Eleanor excel in everything she does is just fantastic. No matter what Eleanor puts her mind to, she does 100% and just always goes over and beyond. So it's just fantastic having Eleanor as part of our team in Aura. And, you know, for Eleanor uh, herself, she has many challenges in life. I'm sure for her nine years that you there and all the people there in our work are now an integral part of her life. Absolutely. Do you know what, Jerry? It's just like one big family in Aura. Um, Everyone gets on very well with Eleanor. She's a great work ethic and she's a great personality. Um, she's loved by all of our members. And yeah, she just gets on very, very well with everybody. And you know what? She helps everyone as much as they help her. So it's just, it works both ways for everybody. And in terms of, of our duties there, what does she do? And, and you know, uh, has she a, ru- a routine and a road? Or does she know that this is what's to be done through the day or whatever? How does that work? She would do. Eleanor would work about 19 to 20 hours a week. Um, she works as a leisure attendant with us and she's a fully qualified swim teacher. So she'd help assist our teachers to teach the children how to swim. She also covers reception duties as well as hygiene and admin duties. So she's overall, she, she kind of covers a bit of everything. Um, but she'd have her set routine on a weekly basis. And yeah, she'd work about 19 to 20 hours a week. Always there on time, stays above and beyond, totally committed. Can I say all those things? 100%. She's extremely punctual, hardworking. She's reliable, dedicated, consistent. There's literally no words I can't use to describe Eleanor. <laughs> so again, to focus here on its ability, not disability. Exactly. Eleanor just, she's just exactly the same as every other employee with Aura. Um, her work ethic is just fantastic. Um, and she's very well respected for that.
What about your clientele there and the people who come to you, you know what I mean, who are in and out of the place? What's our relationship with customers? You know what, Jerry? She's just a really great personality and she's always in good form. Um, she's very well known in Trim and in Aura. So a lot of our members, you know, they she's, she's very well known. So they all get on very well with her. Um, Eleanor's always greeting them when she's on shift. Um, yeah, just she's very, very well liked. And no matter what feedback you get on Eleanor, it's always positive. Mm. And I was talking to Pat Clark last week, whose son David now is in charge of the whole green element and the recycling in Tesco, in their big, big store here in Drogheda as well. David has progressed immensely. So, again, the message going out today is that people have skill sets that are there available. And you would say to anybody looking for somebody or an, an employer, go for it. Absolutely, 100%. It's absolutely, it's so rewarding for the company as well as the, the staff member. Um, so, absolutely. And how are you getting on in Ori? You're back up and running again after a sabbatical. We're back up and running, Jerry. It's absolutely brilliant. We reopened on the 7th of the month and it's just been fantastic. It's great to see all the members, the children for the Swim Academy, um, just pay as you go, people. It's fantastic just to be back up and running. We are absolutely delighted. Delighted for you all too and how we've missed you. Well, will you pass on our kind regards to Eleanor and uh, she'll be able to listen back to this and all the praise you have with her. She'll be in looking for a raise. (laughs) That's the truth, Jerry. Thanks very much for having me. Not at all. Thank you for joining me on the show. Take care now. Bye. That's Stacey McDowell there, operations manager. And I want to say hello to Eleanor Murray again and our family. She's a a great guest. She really is. That's almost a lot on late lunch for this uh, Monday afternoon. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we meet the Malins, Gareth and Sarah. Yes, they're going to get right to the heart of the matter. And Darren O'Brien is with us on the show. He's a camper van enthusiast when you hear about this fella and more besides my artist of the week and lots more on late lunch from 1.30 tomorrow we leave you on Monday afternoon in the company of the brilliant Niall Horn and Slow Hands have a nice evening see you tomorrow The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.